Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gather around for a roller coaster ride through the wildest and some might say the wackiest tales that life has to offer. Welcome to What a Nightmare, the podcast where I clearly know no bounds. I'm your host, Mark Tweedy, and I'm here to take you on a journey through the side splitting, cringe worthy, and utterly unbelievable moments that have peppered my life. From epic fails to jaw dropping antics, we're diving headfirst into the world of the absurd. Have you ever found yourself in a situation so bizarre that you thought it could only happen in your wildest dreams or, well, nightmares? Join me as I talk you through my own misadventures in life. Every episode, we'll unpack the comedic chaos that ensues my life, and I promise you'll at least leave with a smile on your face and maybe a newfound appreciation for the quirks of life. So whether you're stuck in traffic, whether you're doing the dishes, or just in need of a good laugh, What a Nightmare is your ticket to an adventure through the craziness of life. Hit that subscribe button, tell your friends, and get ready for a wild ride through my life stories and antic mishaps. Welcome to What a Nightmare. This is the time that I dated a psychopath. And I say this is the time. There's been many times, to be totally honest with you. I'm not being an absolute slag bag here, but I have had a fair few partners over the years. And they've all been very weird if I'm totally honest with you until Johnny who I'm with right now um he's normal um so yeah I've dated a few psychopaths when I say psychopaths some of them weren't as bad as others because I mean they've all had their little quips and quirks I wonder what they would say about me to be honest anyway we had James who used to you know want me to dress up as a Pokemon don't understand why then we had Stephen, who I never ever got to have sex with in the whole six months I was with him because every time I touched his leg or came onto him, he went meow like a cat. And as he did, he would grab my hand and move it back onto my own lap. Then we had Kieran, who wouldn't eat anything but McDonald's. And when I say McDonald's, it was a basic burger. He wouldn't eat cheeseburgers or anything like that. He wouldn't go out for Sunday dinner. He wouldn't go out for like meals on an evening he would literally eat mcdonald's and he was stick thin i don't understand um then we had paul who couldn't go to sleep unless he had a massive bong of cannabis every night um then more recently we had ben who liked to shove hard-boiled eggs up his bum before i had sex with him which was odd purely odd one of my friends even made a joke about him laying eggs like a chicken I don't know where he got off uh, on that, but yeah, people have the kinks. I get it. People have weird things about them. I get it. I wonder what people would say about me, though, because I think I'm fairly normal, and I think Johnny's fairly normal. Yeah, we probably do things, you know, that other people think, you know, that's a bit wild or a bit weird. Um, But yeah, nothing as wild as them, and nothing as wild as this story that I'm about to tell you either. This could literally be a Netflix documentary in its own rights. I might even pitch this to Netflix once I make it. (laughs) So anyway, I'm talking back 2010, 2011. I'm trying to think when it was. It was around about then. We're talking about 12, 13 years ago anyway. And I was single. I'd been single for probably about six months. And I was using Tinder or whatever dating app it was at the time. It might not have been Tinder. And I can remember thinking, oh, this guy's pretty normal pretty sensible head on his shoulders kind of thing i'll message him um so yeah he was like well 
if you want to come over to my house and I was like I'm not going to your house because you know how that ends I was like let's go for a meal and he was like oh well I can't at the moment and I was like why and he was like oh my house is mid-renovation and I was like what has that got to do with you know going out for a meal and he was like oh seriously I can't leave the house the locks are broke on the doors and stuff like that I literally can't leave the house if you want to come over you know can have a cup of tea a bit of chat and stuff like that and I was like oh this is weird as fuck but anyway one night I just decided I think it was like nine o'clock at night I was like yeah let's just get in my car drive over to see him so he lived about 20 minutes away from my mum and I remember pulling up outside of his house and it was just a normal terraced house um mid-terrace and I knocked on the door no one there and then he texted saying come round the back so I went right the way around the back street went all the way down in the alley came through his back gate, he gave us a hug, said hello, went into his kitchen. And you know when you strip the wallpaper off the walls and it is literally just like a mishmash of like old wallpapers that have been there from years ago, mixed with paint, mixed with loads of shit. It was like that in his kitchen. And I went, oh. And he went, oh, don't worry, I'm just having like everything converted. And I was like, oh, amazing. I was like, so what are you doing? He was like, oh, I'm an air hostess. And I was like, okay, um, decent. So we got talking. He made us a cup of tea. Um, he seemed absolutely normal. Seemed so, so normal. So the weeks went by. I saw him another couple of times. Every time was at his house though, which was very, very strange. But he kept on saying it was to do with his doors not locking properly. But me being totally naive in my early 20s, I was just like, yeah, okay, let's come over. We'll have a cup of tea. So eventually, you know, we started like sleeping with each other and things got wild. And when I say wild, you you probably won't believe this. This is so random. Anyway, there was one day that I decided to stay over at his house. And I remember when he'd been in the bath, I said, oh, do you mind if I have a quick shower? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. Towels in there. And when I opened this cupboard, like his whole house, bearing in mind, had no wallpaper or anything. And I'm just thinking, oh my God, he's just waiting to like decorate. Please decorate because it just makes the house look cold. In his bedroom, the only thing that was in his bedroom was a bed, a set of drawers and a TV. No curtains, no blinds. It was almost like a crack den, but I knew he wasn't a drug dealer or anything. So yeah, it was just very, very odd. So to cut to the chase, I opened this cupboard. There was one towel in there, which was the towel that he had been using for the bath. And it absolutely stunk. And I just remember saying to him, oh, have you got any clean towels? And he was like, oh, everything is in storage. I'm just waiting for the decorators to get back in touch so I can bring everything back to the house. And I was like, okay, stupid me. Just friggin' believed him, didn't I? So I remember the next day I got up and he told me he was just going out to the shop. So when he went out to the shop, I'd opened the bedside table to see if I could find the TV remote. And in there was a phone, like, document kind of thing, like, to say that he'd basically got a phone contract out. Apart from it wasn't his name at the top, it was someone else's name. Now, the person whose name was at the top, I actually knew. And I was thinking, he lives just round here. He doesn't live far from here at all. So I looked on Facebook and I was like, does he know this person whose house I'm in right now? Not mutual friends, nothing like that. And I was like, hmm, that's a little bit strange. So I put it back, didn't think much of it. Anyway, another couple of weeks passed. I got JJ, my little dog, and I remember taking him over as a puppy um, to this guy's house. He's called Andrew, by the way. Um, So I took him over to Andrew's house. 
And I didn't just remember one night I'd gone to the toilet and when I came back downstairs, JJ was cowering behind this like the couch, almost as if like someone had hit him or kicked him. And still to this day, I don't know what had happened there, but that should have been me out, like red flag, alarm bells. And I'd said, oh, what's happened? And he was like, oh, no, he's literally just fell off the couch. I have a feeling that something happened. I have no proof with that anyway. So... So the next part of the story is that Andrew tells me that his mum and dad are French, that they have this villa in the middle of France. Um, They are multimillionaires. And I was like, oh, wow, amazing. And he was like, oh, yeah, she's due to ring me today. Um, About an hour passed. And he was like, I'm going to ring my mum. She hasn't rang me. And I was like, okay. So anyway, he sits on the phone. And I hear him go, bonjour. I heard the international dialing tone. I... You know, I had no reason to believe that that wasn't his mum and dad on the phone. And off he went into another room. Um, He was talking away to them for a good, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Came back and he was like, oh, my mum and dad are inviting us to France. You know, let's go over there and, you know, you can meet the family. We can go to this villa and stuff like that. And I was like, okay. And he was like, anyway, I've got a job interview because I am leaving being an air hostess. And I was like, okay, so... I was like, well, when's your interview? And he was like, oh, it's this Wednesday. I was going to ask if you wouldn't mind driving me down. And I was like, yeah, absolutely fine. So anyway, I drove him down this interview. He got out of the car and he went into this like gym kind of thing. And he was in there for about half an hour. I sat outside in the car. He came back out and he was like, oh, really good interview. Um, I'll hear from him in the next couple of days. And I was like, okay, amazing. Well done, you. Hopefully it means that, you know, you'll be able to stay at home. I've kind of missed out one of the key details of this, and it's going to give away the story as soon as I tell you. But the first time we slept together, um, I noticed that he had an Apple Watch on his ankle. And he told me... (laughs) He told me it was because he loved to go running. And when he runs, he likes it to track his heartbeat better. Me being early 20s, totally believed that. Didn't realise at the time that it was a tag. And that was why he never left the house. That was why he, you know, whenever I wanted to see him at night, it always had to be in his house. So basically, the reason that he had this tag on is that he was fresh out of jail. That's why he had nothing in his house. That's why he didn't have a pot to piss in. That's why he didn't have his own bank cards. That's why he had no friends or family around him. He was literally fresh out of jail for fraud. And I'll come on to this in a sec, but I honestly can't believe how I didn't see that. How was I so stupid? How was I so blind to, you know, not see any of this at all? Oh, I didn't put two and two together because I was thick. I was clearly blonde as shit. So anyway, I'm sat at home one day. And my phone started buzzing and it was a Facebook message from some random guy. And he'd said, hi, Mart. Within seconds of him saying, hi, Mart, he literally added me into this group called the Ex-Wives Club. And I was like, Ex-Wives Club? And they were like, have you been dating Andrew from concert? And I was like, yes. And they were like, so have all we. There were seven people in this group. And apparently there was 19 others. This guy was, (laughs) I can't even explain it. He was a fraud. And what he used to do is he used to date people, take all of their information, get phone contracts, um, you know, like TV contracts, take out money, take out credit cards in their name, and then ditch them. 
and he is me, Muggins, that has now been dating him for about six, seven weeks at this point. So I messaged the people back and I was like, yes, I've been dating him. What's wrong? And they were like, well, so have all we. This is the crack. Did you not notice his ankle tag? And I was like, is that what that is? And they were like, yeah, he's he's on bail. He's, he's on condition that he can't leave the house after 6 p.m. at night. So I was like, oh, my God. And then, you know, when the penny just drops, the penny dropped. And I was like, I understand why everything has happened now. And I was like, oh, well, he told me he was in the middle of decorating. And they were like, no, no, no. He has no furniture. He literally has a TV, a bed and a couch in his whole house. And I was like, yeah, because all these furniture's in storage. And they were like, no, no. That's because the bailiffs came around and literally raided his house. They even scraped the walls for wallpaper because he wouldn't give them the money that was due. So I was like, oh my God, does his mum and dad know about this? And they were like, his mum and dad are dead. I was like, what? His mum and dad are dead? I was like, no, no, no. I was like, he rang his mum the other day. And they went, let me guess. Um, She was French. And you heard the dialing tone. And you heard him say bonjour. And then go off into another room. And I went, yes. And they were like, yeah, he did exactly the same thing with us. He actually rang a French bakery. That's all he did. He rang the French bakery, put it on speakerphone. The second they answer, he takes it off speakerphone, says bonjour, and walks on up into another room. He's like, his family are dead and I was like what the fuck you know when something just hits you in the face and I was just like how could I have been such a mug so then immediately I started thinking what did he ever do to JJ to make JJ cower like that he clearly did something so anyway I decided to message the guy whose name was at the top of this phone contract and in the bedside table that I found and I said to him, I was like, are you aware of this guy called Andrew from Concert? And they were like, he was like, oh yeah, that's my boyfriend. I was like, what? <laughs> so not only had he been seeing me, he had also been dating, since I found out, three other people at the exact same time as me, having us all round on different nights. And that's why the phone contract was there. This guy was aware that he'd got a phone out in his name. Because he told him that his mum and dad were multimillionaires and that because he had a French residency, he couldn't get, like, finance in the UK. Something along those lines. And I told this guy and he thought I was bullshitting and he thought I was making it up and he blocked me. So I think it was like a year later, he unblocked me, sent me a message saying, I apologize so much. I know you were only trying to, you know warn me basically but I had no idea what was going on at the time and I've just been rinsed. I also found out that the job interview that he went to he literally went inside sat down in reception and just sat there for 30 minutes didn't have a job interview didn't go in the room didn't do anything just literally sat in reception for 30 minutes and then came outside and told me that his job interview had gone really well. So anyway the last I heard Andrew was sent to jail because he had tried to fraudulently take something like a loan of £27,000 in one of his ex's names. Now, for about two or three years, it was almost like I was looking over my shoulder. Almost like I was checking my credit score daily because I was thinking, when is this going to come out? Or when is this going to come out of my bank? When is this going to show up on my credit score? Like, am I going to have been like fraudulently done in by him and stuff like that? So I was just ready. 
And I remember putting a big post on Facebook about him, like warning everyone, because he used to show me these holiday homes and stuff like that. And when I went on to Google, I literally typed in holiday home and it was literally the first picture that come up. And I was like, Martin, how could you be so stupid? So I put this huge post on Facebook warning all the gays in Newcastle because everyone knows each other in Newcastle. So I was like, warning gays, don't ever date this guy. This is what he looks like. This is his phone number. Here he is, blah, blah, blah. And within minutes of me putting that on, it had like hundreds of likes from people around Newcastle. And I got a phone call and the phone call was from the police. And I say police in inverted commas. I know you can't see me doing the hand actions, but I was. Um, So I had a phone call from the police and they told me that if I didn't take that post down immediately, um, I would be sued by Andrew. I was like, yeah, whatever. And... It was very, this person who was on the phone, it was a woman's voice. They were very, very convincing, very convincing. And, you know, I thought, my God, what's going to happen to me if I do? Anyway, I went against my better judgment and I left it on. I just left it there and I thought, you know what, I'm going to warn people about it. About a month later, I was out on a night out in Newcastle and I saw him with a group of about five people that I knew. And I was thinking, do I? Do I warn them? Do I go over and tell them? So eventually, the more drinks I had, I waited until he went to the toilet and I went over and I was like, guys, the guy that you're with, he's called Andrew. He's, you know, he's a fraud. He's done this, he's done that. And they all just kind of looked at me and went, yeah, whatever. And I went, look at his ankle. He's got a tag on and stuff. And he came back from the toilet and stood there in front of me. And I went, check his ankle. He's got a tag on, check his ankle. They checked his ankle. He didn't have a tag on. And I was thinking, oh my God, this makes me look like a total idiot. And I was like showing them messages and stuff from the ex-wives club. Not one of them believed me. And about a year later, I remember a couple of them came up to me and they went, yeah, he totally rinsed our friendship. (laughs) He has fucked so many people off. Anyway, he's in jail now. So he'd probably never listen to this. I don't really care if he does anyway. Um, But yeah, that was the time that I dated a psychopath. There's probably a lot more to this story that, you know, I could unpack in more episodes i'm just thinking of the things off the top of my head that happened that really stand out for me and i'm just kind of glad that you know i've moved on from all that and i've been with johnny now coming up nine years it'll be nine years this march um and we're about to have a kid together and it's just wild that you know i used to date these absolute trolls slash psychopaths slash idiots in my 20s. I'm so glad to be all done with that. Anyway, if you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to follow, subscribe, share this episode with a friend, share this episode with someone that might know Andrew. You might get invited to the Ex-Wives Club. Um, Yeah, come back soon for another episode. Bye.